Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. Alrighty, we are back with another Q&A roulette. It's really simple. We have hundreds of questions that people have asked us about YouTube and content creating and influencing. We spin them up on a wheel, a magic wheel, and we enter them. Real simple. Q&A roulette. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. You want to spin it first? Spin a winner. Cool. Number 179. What separates uh, successful YouTubers from the rest? <laughs> so many things. So many things. Like there's all this stuff that you can do around optimization and, you know, the little nth degree, the one percenters. But there's really probably two things. One is create great content. Like you're a content creator. They create great relevant content for their audience. That's it. Like that's the core of what they are is great content creators. And they spend time and effort always improving to make better content. And then the other one is they work hard. Like good creators, great creators, the most successful creators, they put the effort in. They work. Um, It sounds really simple. Make great content and work hard at it. But that's the real core. Like at the end of the day, if you distill everything else down, that's the difference between the the great creators and the rest. I don't know if Mm. you agree with me, Freddie, but... No, I do. I mean, it is. You know, you've got to make great, relevant, satisfying content and you've got to put the effort in because, you know, YouTube is a long game typically. Um, We get asked, you know, a lot of people get very inspired to create content and like, I'm going to work hard and then they do it and they do it for a little while and they stop. Um, and that's, you know, you never really get any great success from that. You think of it like a, you know, like diet, people get inspired, they start it, it's too hard and they stop. Um, but when it makes a difference, both in diets and on YouTube is when it becomes your focus and it becomes part of your lifestyle and it becomes, you become passionate about it, you're more likely to succeed. So you put in that passion and that focus, work hard. And that is what really separates the uh, successful YouTubers from the rest. All right. Let's spin another one up. Hmm. Oh, it was bouncing around there. Number 30. Do I need a good channel icon? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it is it is the secret success on YouTube is your channel icon. So, yes. Well, look, <sighs> to be honest with you, um, it is probably the most relevant visual element people see around your channel itself that represents your channel um, is that icon because it you know appears in the search. It can appear in all sorts of places. Um, does it need to be brilliant? Well, best practices make it as good as it can be you know make it something enticing make it something people can see when it's at a small size um and if you can do that that's a that's a a good start but it is not the be all and end all it is uh good in terms of like i said best practice um but yeah anything else you want to add to that and well i was kind of going to ask you what is what would make a good channel icon um, it depends if, if you're a creator and it's about you, you know, your face is very good. Um, if there's a symbol that represents you very well, that's great. Well, a mistake we see a lot of first time creators make is they, they, tr- they make it like really hard to see. Um, like they'll take like a, you know, it's a tiny little circle, um, and they'll make it very hard to decipher what's in that. So, you know, what we're going to look at is someone can look at it. They may not know who you are, but they'll look at it and go, Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I'd sort of want to know more about that. That that's a good start. Um, and faces do tend to work quite well. Boom. All right. Mm. All right. Rock and roll. Spin it. I up. love it. Number 233. Uh, should I assume people have seen my previous videos? Short answer, no. 
people haven't seen, most likely haven't seen your previous videos. Yes, people think, oh, I have X number of subscribers. Those subscribers have seen my videos. That's probably not always the case. It's more than likely your videos are getting served to new viewers every time and more, hopefully, viewers every time that are new to your channel, new to your content. So no, they haven't seen your back catalog. They haven't seen your videos before. They don't know who you are. So that's the best premise to start with. Fred, you look like you want to dive in on that one hard. Well, I think people will often assume that, oh, you know, I've created one or two and I've built an audience. So people will know, A, who I am and B, what I've said before. Um, and to be honest with you, even people who are, you know, subscribers of your channel and watch a lot of your content, often they will forget some of the stuff they've seen before, especially if they watch a lot of the content. You know, it's not, to you, the content is very important. You live it, you breathe it, you know, you create it so you're intimately aware of everything around it. Um, But in most cases, like, people won't remember it or they haven't seen it. So approach every video with the the view that, you know, people won't recognize the video or who you are um, and build on that, you know. And um, (laughs) that's why we think, like, consistency is so important, like having – for example, thumbnails that have some consistent elements. So, you know, people are scrolling through like 100 thumbnails and one of yours comes up and is recognizable. Like there's some element that's recognizable. Like, oh, I might know who that's from, that kind of thing. So those are the things you've got to, uh, you've got mm-hmm. to do. Don't assume that everyone has the same focus and passion about your videos that you do because it's unlikely they do. Yeah, we come up ac- across this a lot when there's creators that we recommend create like a compilation video of their past content. And they're like, mm-hmm. but everyone's seen it already before. And it's like... Probably not. More than likely, no. Um, And if you take like the best bits of all your past videos, the audience that did love those bits when they did watch it will love to see it again brought to them Mm. in a different way. So that's normally when people are like, oh, but everyone's already seen this before. I made this video about X five years ago. Well, five years ago, you probably had a different audience or not as many people watching. So Mm. bring it back or bring that compilation to life and don't be afraid for that. Yeah, I mean, I just re- recently read a book and then I actually read it again very soon afterwards. And the second time, you know, I thought, oh, I remember a lot of this. And the second time reading, I'm like, wow, I completely didn't absorb so much of this book. I'm so glad I read, read it a second time. It just shows like, you know, um, there are a lot of things people don't necessarily absorb in, in the videos. So things like compilations could be useful down the track. Hmm. Boom. All right, let's spin another. Woohoo. This is a, a doozy. Uh, it's very general. How do I get more subscribers? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that, that is very general. Look, first thing I, I'd say is don't necessarily focus on how to get more subscribers. And what I, what I mean by that is there's an obsession with creators. It used to be how to get more views. Now it's sort of how to get more subscribers. But end of the day, what you really want are people who just con- consistently want to watch your content. Right, so you want to create satisfied viewers. Um, an example: so I've been watching a channel for about a year now. I watch it pretty much every night. They've got regular content, and I realized like a couple of nights ago that I wasn't a subscriber. Right, I didn't subscribe to the channel at all, but it still gets fed to me, and I still watch it, and I watch a lot of it. And obviously, the system knows that, so it keeps feeding me that content. So, I think the key thing you'll ask yourself is, how do I get, you know, basically more loyal fans or more loyal viewers who are satisfied by my my videos um and the thing to do is make it you know very relevant make it very enticing make it very engaging for a specific audience and if you do that the people are likely to keep watching stay satisfied and eventually subscribe 
Um, but regardless, it will be served to them, and that's what you're after. Mm. And please, please, for the love of the YouTube gods, please don't start your video with, oh, welcome to my channel. It's about this. Please like, subscribe, and some variation of smash that bell for, so you get notified. You've spent the last 30 seconds wasting someone's time and they're probably not going to do any of those things and they're more than likely not going to stick around to watch your video as well. So mm. I will keep uh, repeating that one, but please, 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 please don't do that. Please stop. <laughs> but please like, subscribe and smash that bell <laughs> to change your creator generation. Uh, cool. Um Number 170, what is a good rate of growth for my channel? Look, if you're not getting, you know, a new million views a week, I think you should just stop right there. Um, it's a really hard question to answer because it is very, very subjective. Everything on YouTube is obviously subjective. And I, I haven't used my catchphrase, but I will. It depends. Um, but, like, it really does. That is, you could be creating regular content with a regular format or you could be creating sporadic different content but with different topics all over the place. So um, it does depend where you're at, where, where you're at in your creative journey. Um, you, you do want to see some level, like if you know, you want to be building an audience and you want to be growing your channel, you do want to see some, like the trend of going up, right? Like that's in, in the key, some of those key metrics, like, you know, watch time and, and, and views and, and the like you that's probably what you should be looking for right like a consistent trend over time heading in the right direction the right direction's up if you're worried about that part of it but um and it does take time and that that that's why you just look for the signals that are set trending in the right direction rather than x video should be 10 percent more views or watch time than the previous one because you will have bumps you'll go up down you're getting better at your craft. Um, but over time, you want that trend heading upwards in a consistent manner. And then, you know, over time, as you build your catalog, you'll probably end up with, uh, and you build your skills and your, your craft in the space and build your connection to your audience, that trend should start getting steeper over time. There's a lot of variances in that, but that's kind of my general advice on, on what to be looking for in terms of look for the signals, right? Like the signals hitting in the right direction. And the signal's hitting in the wrong direction, right? Like, don't don't uh, ignore those, right? Like if, if, if you keep making a type of video that tanks, there's a reason, right? So look at that signal um, and you should be sort of be, be guided by that, heading in the right direction. Fred, do you have a definitive answer? Not definitive, but, you know, if you're in the early phases of your YouTube creation, keep in mind that it's a long game um, and the area you really want to get good at is actually creating content and putting it out consistently um, and getting the quality better. So in that time, don't worry too much about it. Get used to that workflow. And once you're there, start looking for like answer those indicators um, mm. to see that it's going in the in general upward direction. And don't worry if it's small to start with. It's, it's incremental and it does grow from there. But as you learn, um, as you observe, as you listen to your audience, you'll be able to see what content to make and then make that content once again, then check for higher growth um, and realize that as you grow through different stages, you know, it will plateau and sometimes it will dip and then sometimes it will go up. But, you know, as long as you are refining your craft and becoming better and listening to that audience and building content that satisfies the audience, you'll be going in the right direction. Yeah. And just for new creators out there, we always advise that those 
objectives, the metrics, they should be things that you can control. You can't control the number of people that view your video when you first release it, when you're a new creator. You can't control any of those things. But what can you control? Like that you get it out, you, you create a new video every X number of weeks. You can do that. Control those things. They're your markers, right? Like um, don't look for the external metrics straight away. Look for things you can control, then the other stuff will come. Spinner up. One more round. One more round. Ooh. <laughs> I want to vlog. How will people find my content? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, so, you know, uh, you probably heard that advice. You want to be specific, you know, niche, focused. Um, and that is good advice because, you know, if you are specific and focused on a particular area, um, it will help the system push it out to the right audience and, and a relevant audience to find you. But often people say, well, I'm a vlogger. You know, I talk about a lot of different things. And if I'm, you know, a lifestyle vlogger or I talk about my life generally, I'm talking about a million different things. So in that sense, yes, that is can be hard because discovery is pretty tricky when you say, you know, I went to the grocery store today, you know, that's, you know, who me, how many people are searching for that and know about that or how it connect. So, you know, if you're a, a vlogger and you do want your content found, think about a programming strategy that looks at things like um, trending content where you talk about that and that can set off connections um, and where you are also looking at things that are more evergreen. That means, you know, things that all people will always be searching for. Um, you know, so for example, if you did a review on this or you use a particular product or, you know, you do something that people are always searching for, that will also help it surface. And then what you also do is you have a very strong format around your vlogging, you know, around your personality, the way you deliver your videos, the, you know, the rituals and things you use. And if you do that, that creates the glue, um, that keep people watching, keep you, keep them interested. So it's not just the topics they stay for, but they stay for you as well. So that in a very nutshell approach is how I would vlog. And get more people to view you when you vlog. Beautiful. Right? Love it. That's it. No more. No more? That, One more? That was the lucky last. That's all we've got time for. But uh, if people have questions, we want them. Send them to us. Ooh. Reach out to us. Um, <laughs> Fred <Fred's laughs> wants to spin that wheel all day long. He's yeah. got a whole bunch of life questions on the other side of that wheel. He just spins it like, what will I have for lunch today? Go for a walk. Like, what? We have hundreds of questions. They keep growing and growing and growing. So keep them coming. Keep them coming. We'll get, we'll get through them all. Awesome. Catch you next week. See you guys. Create a generation. Look on the mic.